Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Dominican Dimensions, a half-hour of lively discussion about Catholic issues from a Dominican perspective, featuring the friars from St. Patrick Church in Columbus. And now, Dominican Dimensions. Welcome to the Dominican Dimensions, a half-hour of lively discussion about Catholic issues from a Dominican perspective. My name is Father Stephen Alcott, and I'm a friar at St. Patrick Parish in Columbus. Today I'm joined in the studio by Father Peter Tottleman and Father Stephen Dominic Hayes. Let's begin together with a prayer to Our Lady. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today we're going to talk about rituals. Rituals are those patterns that we create in our day, in our life, that we do so that we can build good habits. Uh, good habits are, are what become our virtues, and virtues are what make us truly great disciples. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to talk about rituals. Um, we might think of a ritual as something that's just... Uh, um, automatic, like going on autopilot. And in some cases it can be, but that's not always a bad thing. Uh, there's, there's certain things that as Catholics we have as rituals that we might feel like we're on autopilot sometimes, but they're very deep and, and we do them for a reason. Yeah. I think when you look at any human culture, you look at any religion, any cultural group, if you look at a baseball team, a sports team, mm-hmm. uh, musicians, Everybody has rituals that they do. Everybody builds kind of a program or a routine. And if it's such a universal experience, it, it obviously has to be important. Frankly, I think the, the bottom line is uh, what gets ritualized gets done. Mm-hmm. And so if you want something to get done, then have a ritual surrounding it. You could look at that even in terms of uh, ordinary training, say the crew of an aircraft carrier. Sure. You know, you've got to get those planes off the ground, off, sure. the, off the plane fast before the enemy comes in. Because you really can't uh, have planes landing and taking off normally during uh, during a ra- say when the enemy's raiding your ship. Yeah. So the, all those things have to be very carefully planned, and that means when it comes to your job, you have to do every everybody on the team has to do their job quickly and efficiently. Yeah. Well, you know and that's what I, a ritual. That's you, why you practice, practice, practice. You know what I was actually thinking when you were talking about that? I was thinking about like a Sunday morning at St. Patrick's. Um, <laughs> actually, no, no joke. It's kind of funny. Like like just from the perspective of priests, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one of the things that's like just wonderful about, uh, the, the pastoral staff at St. Patrick's is how everything is just, just kind of routinized and ritualized almost, uh, to the point where things run mostly smoothly. Uh, Father Stevens giving me like, I'm glad it looks that way to you, Peter. <laughs> that's right. Uh, look, uh, but, um, but you know, things run rather, things run rather smoothly, uh, and things kind of run almost like clockwork. But it, it simplifies tremendously. Like we do a lot of things between. I mean, we have confessions, mass, CCD, um, uh, coffee hour. You know, all mm-hmm. those kind of things. And um, the, one of the reasons why they run so so smoothly is because they're ritualized. I know even when I say mass at St. Patrick's, I love 
uh, I say mass at all different sorts of places. And one of the things I love about saying mass at St. Patrick's is uh, like when another Dominican comes out to do communion, I know exactly what they're going to do. Right. Mm-hmm. So like I can just go on, I can just go on saying mass. And uh, because I know what the ritual is and I know uh, what the other Dominicans are going to do, I actually pray better and, and offer the mass better because like I can just be like, Oh, father Steven's back there. Father Raymond's back there. I know what they're doing, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and uh, that that helps me, and I think I think things move a lot more smoothly. That brings you to like you know the things which I think when people hear the word ritual, they think of, and that might be the mass and the attendant liturgies of the sacraments. You know, these mm-hmm. are rituals, and they're and the Holy, the Holy Spirit's given them to us for these specific purposes, mm-hmm. for making things, as you pointed out, comfortable. Yeah. You know, mass, for instance, with the, with regard to the four ends of prayer, uh, we we begin in contrition. Right, the we have uh, we also we uh, I'm sorry we put ourselves before the Lord in adoration. We go to contrition, we go to petition, we go to thanksgiving, yeah. and these are the four purposes, the ends for which prayer is directed, and they're built into the mass so that not only can we pray the mass easily, but when we're done, these will the, our approach to prayer and its four ends is as you say almost semi-automatic. You know what I think too, like. Thinking in terms of rituals and routines, um, I think this this brings up uh, something that's noteworthy in even especially like a, a Catholic context versus maybe other Christian traditions, which tend to be more spontaneous. Um, of course, we don't mind uh, worship and stuff that's more spontaneous. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that in particular, right? Uh, but, you know, one of the things about our faith, why we tend to rituals, you know what it ends up doing? It ends up making our rituals feel our, our prayers feel like home to us, right? Like if you pray the mass, they feel like home to you. I know, I know like as a priest, I feel like the missile, the book on the altar is like my book. It feels like home to me or, or mm-hmm. briefly, the sure. book for the yeah. liturgy, of the hours. Liturgy, I think should fit you like an old shoe, right? You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Comfort, and, know? and you know, people, people remember that, you mm-hmm. know, Oh, well, well we do this at a funeral and we do this at a funeral mm-hmm. and those can, those can have great deal, great deals of meaning or a great deal of meaning. One of the places a lot of rituals come from is from cultures of one form or another. Yeah. And that, of course, also goes to the, I, I guess, the greatness and the specificity specificity that uh, we have as a Catholic life. You know, I remember growing up, you know, my Italian relatives had uh, certain rituals that they had, you know, religious ones, you know, uh, an approach, for instance, to the funeral. Yeah. You know, the black suit suits and the armbands and the... Yeah. Reverend weeping and so forth, and my Irish relatives have a completely different approach to awake. You know, mm-hmm. you know. Once I said, usually we're telling stories, jokes. You know, that there might be a whiskey bottle passed on the back, and somebody points yeah. out, if you think it's to a reverend, do you think it's a permanent condition? Yeah, yeah. right. It's mm-hmm. not. It's not. Right. This too will pass. Yeah, even death. Right. So. um uh, one way we can make rituals work for us is to, um, in our own life, in our own day, um, to make sure that we think about what we want to do each day sure, yep. and then incorporate it into a ritual. I heard a great saying that um, if we're just trying to find time, we're just never going to find it. You know? Yeah, right. If you want time for something, you have to make time for something. Yeah. You know, we, we can say to ourselves, for example, like, yeah, I really want to, I want to, really want to take time for a morning you know, private morning prayer meditation. And when I find time to do that, I'll get to it, you know? Yeah. Or when I find time to, to clean out my garage, you know, then I'll do it, you know? But the problem is 
it, it, this this time doesn't usually just land on your doorstep. Yeah, you have to make time for it. Yeah, so so that's that's I think that's the first part before we're even talking about. It. So so we're talking about setting setting daily rituals to right. make sure that we do our like spiritual responsibilities. Mm-hmm. But even 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 before we get to like that, there's just the whole idea of saying I'm going to do it today. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I always like to tell people, you know, the most dangerous word in the spiritual life is tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And it's why it's why we um, it's why uh, if you pray the liturgy of the hours, we always begin with if today you hear his voice hard in your hearts. That's true. Right. Today. Uh, why? Because um, it turns out you can say tomorrow for 40 years right. <laughs> and, and then you're like, oh, no, I'll do it tomorrow. And then 40 years later, you're like, um. What just happened? You know, it's t- time flew, you know? So, but it's, it's this wonderful thing of saying, I'm going to make time today. And how mm. do you make time today? Well, you can't, you can't just, um, hope that it will happen. You have to make time in the sense of planning out for it mm-hmm. by laying out a regular ritual. Um, you know, a pattern, you know, pattern. I, I think a great book with the Bible for this is the book of Sirach. Uh, it used to be called Ecclesiasticus. It was the church's book and basically provided the church with a ready-made RCIA program. Mm-hmm. And there are great lines in it, the kinds of things we're talking about. The difficulty of starting something new in this regard, starting a prayer, a spiritual life. Uh, chapter 2, verse 1, My son, if you come forward to serve the Lord, prepare yourself for temptation. Set your heart right and be steadfast, and do not be hasty in time of calamity. Cleave to him and do not depart, that you may be honored at the end of your life. I know a Dominican who was a novice master who said he wanted to begin to wish it with that from Sirach mm-hmm. too. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you prepare to enter the Lord's service, prepare for trial. Right. <laughs> but it will be because we're breaking. I mean, it, and this is true of any, any dysfunctional pattern mm-hmm. you've got or a functional one for that matter. They have some, the same thing. We, we uh, usually with uh, for our dysfunctions at any rate, you know, usually there's some kind of a trigger. Uh, we have a, a thought, and the, that rises to an emotion. We go to an action, and uh, then there are consequences to the action, whether we're talking about sticking our nose in the refrigerator sure. you know, or drinking ourselves blind, yeah. you know, that there's always something in this regard. So if we want to unpack these specific rituals, then we have to sort of identify them. We have to notice them in ourselves, first of all. Sometimes other people are helpful for that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the scripture is helpful. You know. uh, and then... Break them down, maybe one by one. Yeah. You know? So prayer life has to begin with a concrete change in yeah. action. So I'm I'm a spontaneous impulsive wreck. Um, <laughs> so suppose so suppose suppose that I'm a spontaneous <laughs> impulsive wreck, and I mm-hmm. want to like get my prayer life unwrecked by putting in some rituals. Like, how do I do that? I think uh, you know. Uh, I heard General Mathis, the former Navy SEAL, give a good idea to which i've added an idea sure I'm bundling bundling these oh these wow things. it's like bogo two for one yes exactly so uh um when you uh, with the regard to the spiritual life when you when you make your bed in the morning place your bible on your pillow that way you'll have to pick it up before you go to bed so what if i don't make my bed in the morning and that's the next step because that's actually, <laughs> that's actually the, what the seal suggested you know? <laughs> the first thing to do is to begin with the virtue and this is the virtue of orderliness mm. which is a minor virtue but a nevertheless an extremely useful one because it opens up the way to fixing a, a lot of these dysfunctions and spontaneities that you talk about mm-hmm. you know so uh 
Yeah, so if you do nothing, if a seal does nothing else, seal's days can go really bad. Yeah. So if you, can do, if you do nothing else, make your bed. That way it's nice and when you come in. You've at least got one thing on your on your list to do today done, and hopefully the Bible is sitting right there wait, waiting for you, smiling for your, your pillow, for you to pick it up and open up to a passage and walk for even a verse or two with Jesus on the shores of Lake Galilee. Put your Bible on your bed so that you, it gets routinized because you at least have to touch it before exactly. you go to bed, right? You right. at least have to put it right. in your hands unless you're, ver- unless you're very, very irreverent. But you probably at least have to pick it up mm-hmm. and put it in your hands. Maybe then you'll open it. Mm-hmm. That's right. That would be the next step. The other thing is to build, build your rituals little by little. Sure. Yeah. So, and, and it's, it's things like that that we can set up almost like triggers yeah. in a good kind of way. I yeah. mean, there's things that trigger us in a bad kind of way. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know? But we can, we can use them to our advantage. Uh, you know, if someone, even for non-spiritual everything, if someone wants to, wants to work out in the morning, you know, and they set up their exercise stuff, you mm-hmm. know, in front of their door. It's like putting your Bible on the bed, you know? You're like, oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. And here, it's already ready. All you have to do is put it on. And the act of, of putting it on... Yeah, yeah right. it's like, well, now that I've got it all, you know, now yeah, I've got yeah, these right? clothes on, it may mm-hmm. as well work out. It looks silly, you know, yeah. not doing it. But so a lot of these things come down to if you can just get yourself started, you know, mm-hmm. even for two minutes, mm-hmm. you know, then you'll probably continue. So it's it's figuring out how to do that. And, and rituals can often sort of chain things together mm-hmm. or bundle things together, like Father Hayes was just saying. You know, you if you say, well, you know, I the first thing I do in the morning, you know, suppose you say, well, you know, I get up and, and I go down and turn on the coffee maker, you know, and right after I turn on the coffee maker, you know, I, I say, I, I start praying or I read the readings of the day or something like that. So, and after a while over that, you associate one to the other. It's know? actually, it's actually so, so you're all like convicting my conscience. Cause like, I'm all ashamed now because every morning I ritualistically make coffee. There you go. See, just 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 uh, just, just so add a deck to of the rosary. Just right. one morning, I ritualistically it. make coffee. Yeah. Just kidding. why else would I do anything else ritualistic? Of course, you know you 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 manage to make, have a morning routine with coffee and brushing your teeth. Mm-hmm. Right, sure, right. But like, what about other things? Yeah, and after a while, like if you have this ritual, which is basically just. Just connecting things together, yep. like like the cars on a train. You yep. know, mm-hmm. eventually, when one thing starts to move, all the yep. other ones start to move with it. So there's right. there's there's some good tips already, right? So um, mm-hmm. so for, first, uh, building uh, building like a supernatural prayerful ritual mm-hmm. on top of natural rhythms. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so build, start with your natural rhythms and build prayerful rhythms in addition. Like 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 put a box car in the mm-hmm. middle. Right. You use, know, use the quiet time in your life for prayer. Right. For most uh, of us, that's the early morning, and before we go to bed, right. use the natu- use the natural virtues to build supernatural virtues. Mm-hmm. Use orderliness. Start small, mm-hmm. right? Um, uh, yeah. So there are some there are some practice. This is far too practical for a Dominican dimension. <laughs> Speaking of which, you are listening to the Dominican Dimensions, a half hour of lively discussion about Catholic issues from a Dominican perspective. My name is Father Stephen Alcott. I'm a friar at St. Patrick Parish in Columbus, and I'm joined in the studio by my fellow friars, Father Peter Tollobin and Father Stephen Dominic Hayes. We've been discussing today rituals, how they can work in your favor, how they can build good habits and lead to virtues in your life. As we're talking about things big, little by little, I, f- I find sometimes people who are spiritually interested want to do a whole bunch of things, yep. say for Lent. Yeah. Okay, and then, of course, it, well, they let the perfect be the so enemy of the good. Yeah. 
Whereas, you know, and Sirach says, you know, seek not what is too difficult for you, nor investigate what is beyond your power. Reflect on what has been assigned to you, for you do not need what is hidden. Do not meddle in what is beyond your tasks, for matters too great for human understanding have been shown you. Hmm. So you go up a little by little. Yeah. You know, it's good mm-hmm. to it's good to have companions in this because yeah. we are oh, human beings are not lone wolves. We are we are we are pack animals. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Actually, like wolves are, but that, there you go. So here's 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 the pro- here's here's one of the problems I'm thinking about with rituals. Right is um, so because everybody complains when they pray. They 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 complain. Well, I guess not everybody, but lots of people mm-hmm. when they start to pray, they complain. Oh, you know, when I pray, I just go through the motions, and that's bad. So isn't isn't ritual life um, mean just going through the motions, and isn't just going through the motions bad? I don't think so. Um, I think the reason we ritualize things is to make the technical. The the action of them easier. For instance, yeah. if I'm if I'm a martial artist, you know, I do, I'm doing sword work. Hypothetically, hypothetically, hypothetically. <laughs> okay. Yeah, hypothetically. Um, you know, I want to practice. I want to practice the motions of the blade in all kinds of circumstances, and so that the the, the motion of the blade is second nature to me. That I know exactly how to go from first quarter to third quarter without difficulty. I know what to take the plow or to take another guard or ward uh, and know how, how to fight from it. But then in the actual conversation, when I actually face an opponent, we're going to mix this up. But if, I, if my moves are already practiced and easy and swift and joyful, then um, I will I'll be able to carry on this conversation deal with uh, alacrity and precision and effect. I always laugh when people say like, oh, Father, you know, I feel like my prayer life is so wrong because all I do is go through the motions. I was like, well, thank God you're going through the motions. I'm so glad you're just going through the motions because like what's the alternative? Not mm-hmm. praying? No, only pray. No, only pray when, you know, you're on cloud nine and, uh, <laughs> you know, don't go through the motions any other time. Only pray when you're really severe. If you don't feel like going to mass on Sunday, don't go to mass on Sunday. Only go when you really feel like it. No, of course. No, just go, th- go through the motions because the. The very fidelity is good and whatever, and like the devotion will come when it's supposed to come, it will come. Right. One of our friars was just giving a talk on prayer, and he said, "You know, there is one device that can help you evaluate your prayer. It's 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 a piece of technology. Oh, it's that's called, our favorite. Well, well, no, no, not that one you're oh, thinking of. No. <laughs> this is called a watch. Oh, ah." <laughs> You were thinking about the sanctuscope. I was thinking about the sanctuscope where you look <laughs> through it and you let it tell you how holy you are. Oh, yeah. He talked about that one, too. But that's that's only – it's only make-believe. It's only make-believe. Okay. It's only make-believe. Because I no saw, really when I looked thing. through it, I saw horrifying things. It was worse <laughs> than putting on the one ring. <laughs> but, yeah, I love that. The only the, – how, how do you tell how well you're doing in prayer? Your watch. Yeah, and his point was – his point was it's not it's not that necessarily – more is is always better that 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 your holiness is directly proportional to how many minutes you spend in prayer but more that like it just tells you you're showing up yeah. you know if you spent 10 minutes in prayer and you were distracted for 9 minutes that's still 10 minutes you've laid set aside for god yeah. you know uh and 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 that's what you've given him so so rituals kind of you know in a way they are going through the motions but the motions get you in the spot yeah. where you can do 
um, what God is leading yeah. you to do. And, and I'd also like to say, like, you know, people, people sometimes pit rituals against freedom. But it's actually not true. Like, 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 if everything's ritualized, it's automatic. And if it's automatic, it's not spontaneous. If it's not spontaneous, it's not free. Mm-hmm. You know, rituals make everything like less free, more rigid. But actually, no, rituals make things free, mm-hmm. right? Uh, like when I was things saying, are, with yeah, the sword. no, exactly with the sword, right? So rituals make things free. When you have a ritual, you become more free. Uh, because Stephen Dominic practices with his sword at two a.m. every morning in his room with Marshall. No, I'm just kidding. That doesn't really happen <laughs> most of the time. But like because he practices with his sword by himself, all of a sudden, then that actually enables him to uh, spar with a partner with much more finesse. Right? Mm-hmm. When when a wrestler uh, practices his moves, it means he can take down his opponent with much more creativity. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, the more and more we add rituals, the more and more it makes us able to do things. We have rituals at St. Patrick's for how we put on, I mean, that's a terrible verb, but we have rituals for how we put on Sunday morning, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, because of that, we can do awesome things on Sunday morning. You know, we can have a beautiful liturgy with beautiful music, but also lots of confessions, lots of CCD, lots of pastoral interaction, but precisely because it's routinized. Mm-hmm. Right, it, mm-hmm. it gives us the power to do great mm-hmm. things, and it also gives you the power if you're practiced to mix it up. Yeah, absolutely. So, for instance, I mean, you can say the rosary, and I think this is one thing uh, you do. Uh, sometimes we do it all together too well, I think, in the church. But you know, when people say the rosary, most people of us have learned to say it in gr- a group. Mm-hmm. But when you're by yourself and saying the rosary, you you, you can mix it up. You don't have oh, to sure. pray quite this. You don't have to pray five rosaries immediately. You can pray one, one decade and think about a mystery, and then yeah. later in the day come back do another, yeah. another one. You practiced in the parts that need to be practiced, yeah. uh, but and the and the words will immediately direct your mind and your heart to the Almighty. Uh, you the the Hail Mary summons you to think about uh, as it as Mary's vocations, but before her by the angel. So it's our in this moment of grace, our vocation is put before for us by by the Word of God, by the Holy Spirit, and we can maybe stop and pray with our hearts, and then go back to the sacred words which stirred up that fire in the first place. Yeah, I know it's it's almost like the more practiced you are, the more spontaneous you can be. I, right. I was thinking of an analogy to preaching. Like I know, like when I preach a homily and I'm really well prepared, mm-hmm. that's actually the moment when I can be the most spontaneous and receptive to the mm-hmm. motions of the Holy Spirit. Uh, it's because I, I'm, I'm sort of master of my. T- I've mastered my text. I've mastered my message. Mm-hmm. Uh, therefore, I can I can deviate from it when I feel the need to, or hopefully when the Holy Spirit is prompting me to, mm-hmm. um, provided that you know He shows up when I preach. But um, but uh, the times when you can't do that are when you're trying to be all spontaneous and ad-libbing. Because mm-hmm. when you're spontaneous and ad-libbing, you know, all you're doing is trying to figure out how to make, get to your next point, get the next sentence out, mm-hmm. figure out how you're going to land the plane. Uh, but it actually turns out that when you're practiced, you have it laid out. You can be more spontaneous and you can be more free and be more excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One one other little related topic to talk about. I think this was touched on a little earlier. Um, having other people help you. Um, having having that uh, reinforcement, you know, from other people, or even having reinforcement from just tracking, you know, yeah. your rituals. Uh, you, like for example, if if you want to make a commitment to to do something on a regular basis, if you tell a friend, if sure. you tell a family member, 
you know, they, they can help keep you accountable, you know, even if it's somewhat, you know, sure, you know, like, uh, like looking out for you, you can, you can turn that to your advantage and you can also just track, track things. Uh, you know, some, you know, you might, you might just say like, well, you know, I'm going to, I'm just going to track, you know, how many times I do pray in the morning, you know, yeah. after I turn on the coffee maker, you know, uh, I'm just going to track and, and see if I can do that 10 times this month, you sure. know, uh, and then, you know, so, cause each time you do that, you're, you're reinforcing it a little more. It's becoming a little bit more second nature. Sure. Yeah. You could probably, you could probably figure out some way to reward yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. rewards are important. Yeah. You know, I mean, um, and with, uh, sometimes it can, the reward can be, can be social, mm-hmm. you know, it can be, uh, you know, for instance, orderlinists will, for instance, will actually give you a little more time to do things. You know, once you get proficient in making the bed, once you you get permission, proficient in maybe setting a meal and getting yourself out of the house at a particular time, you have a little more time. You can use that for prayer. You can use it for just meditation, just to to sit and keep the, the face of the Lord before the eye of your mind, you know, keep his name on your lips, and just enjoy that, you know, the sensation of the thoughts that pass by, you know, without judging them, without touching them, and just keep focused on Him who is the source of your life and your best friend. Mm-hmm. You know that meditation, and that's that. I think could be a seen as a reward, as sure. something that Absolutely. is delightful and something you look forward to. Yeah, and, and all of these all of these rituals that we do that we try to form in our day um, should always uh, should always be seen in the light of of God's own, God's own, own work. Um, God has, has given us our life in such a way. He's created the world in such a way that many things have a ritual to them. Mm, yeah. Many things have a pattern to them. The four uh, seasons. Yeah. So, or so many that the things that Christ talked about in the parables are things that mm-hmm. rituals, you know, sowing a seed, you know, the one who, who does the harvest, mm-hmm. you know, these are, you know, he himself and his apostles, you know, followed the rituals of, of, yeah. of 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 God's chosen people, and so when we try to to build these in our life, we're not doing something that's that's kind of alien to you know to to our faith or to the gospel. It's something that's that's quite quite deeply part of it. Thank you for joining us today for the Dominican Dimensions. My name is Father Stephen Alcott, and I'm a friar at St. Patrick Parish in Columbus. I've been joined today in the studio by Father Peter Tottleman and yep. Father Stephen Dominic Hayes. Let's now end in our prayer to St. Dominic. O light Light of of the the church, church, teacher of truth, rose of patience, ivory of chastity, freely you have poured forth the waters of wisdom. Preacher of grace, unite us with the blessed. Amen. Dominican Dimensions is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Dominican Dimensions and all of our locally produced programs are available at stgabrielradio.com. Veni Sancti